Welcome to the New School at Commonweal, a collaborative learning project exploring nature, culture, and consciousness. Join us now for another special visit from Caroline Casey to the New School at Commonweal on the Vernal Equinox, Palm Sunday, 2016. Now let me try to introduce Caroline Casey. Uh, first of all, the safest thing to way to introduce Caroline is to say as little as possible, because if you say much, she may riff off it and you have no idea what she's going to do with it. But, <laughs> but I'm going to take that risk and just um, be prepared. Um, we, uh, we are living in serious times, uh, not only in the United States, but around the world. And uh, as I understand from Caroline, these are uh, serious times are also mirrored in the heavens uh, by, uh, in ways that we're going to learn more about. Um, Caroline, I'll just start with what she says uh, about herself. She's the founder of Coyote Network News, the mythological news service for the trickster, um, uh, a redeemer, for the trickster redeemer within us all. Let me just say that again. Coyote Network News, the mythological news service for the trickster redeemer within us all. She's the creator of the visionary activist show on KPFA and KPFK in Los Angeles, and it should really be heard all over the country. You know, it really should be. She uh, started uh, her first show with James Hillman, the great archetypal psychologist who was her late ally uh, and her show started with their shared commitment to restoring mythological literacy to our culture. To restoring mythological literacy to our culture. And those of you who've been coming to the new school know that we spent several years exploring James Hillman's work. Um, and in fact, uh, there's a lot I could say about that, but uh, it's, if you look on the new school website, uh, it's something we've done a lot of work on. Caroline describes herself as a democratic animist. And she says, we got into this pickle by trying to go it alone, essentially without consulting our animal kin. So we've tried, we got into this pickle because we didn't consult with our animal kin. Caroline studied with Joseph Campbell. She deeply read Carl Jung as well as Hillman. Uh, another deep ally of hers was the poet Robert Bly, with whom she worked for 10 years. And so she created, over time, an astro-mythological, political, guiding meta-story. An astro-mythological, political, guiding meta-story. Um, one of the really unusual things about Caroline is that her politics are distinctly progressive, but most progressives, to their great detriment, do not understand realpolitik. Progressives do a really lousy job of understanding how finance and power actually work in the world. Caroline understands realpolitik. She is the fifth and youngest child of an Irish Democratic New Deal congressman. And uh, she uh, works with and plays with and teases conservatives from across the conservative spectrum into dialogue with her. Um, and so um, 
to my mind, this is an extraordinary piece of evidence of how deeply serious a thinker Caroline is. It's very easy because she's so much fun to just get caught up in the joy and the laughter. There's a poem by Yeats that many of you may know that has a line in it, um, uh, he's talking about the world coming to an end, and he says, um, uh, uh, there is Hamlet, there, there is Lear, if worthy their great parts in the play, they do not break up their lines to weep, gaiety transfiguring all that dread. They do not break up their lines to weep, gaiety transfiguring all that dread. So what Caroline brings to us is an ability in the midst of this crisis to recognize that, you know, cynicism, pessimism, despair, uh, you know, kind of, oh, grievous situation, there's nothing we can do. It does nothing for us. You know, the only way to approach times this serious, if you're really serious about doing something about it, is with courage and with joy. And with joy at the opportunity that we have to show ourselves equal to the uh, awesome challenges confronting humanity and the earth. So I was saying to Caroline that I've introduced her several times, but I think a lot, we need to help people see what a deeply powerful thinker Caroline Casey is and to help her message, which is such a profound one, really do the work that it is here to do. So it is my great joy and honor to introduce a beloved friend of Commonweal and of mine, Caroline Casey. Splendid. It is splendid to be in, in home turf, embracing turf here, where we're all folk heroes, really, to each other. Uh, and it's true, much in the introduction, as Coyote Network News, a mythological news service for the trickster redeemer within us all, that goes down really well with right-wingers. <laughs> you know, um, you know when, when right-wing Ayn Rand Austrian economists come up to me at CPAC, which I've been to twice, the Conservative Political Action Conference, because I go to the underworld on your behalf, and... Um, <laughs> And they go, and you, and I basically go, you know, like this, right? Um, but, but quite well met. Um, and so they come up and they go, you, who are you? And I go, I'm Coyote Network News. I'm a mythological news service for the trickster redeemer within us all. And they go, that is so cool. Right? So one of our, to put in, all of us have invisible magic backpacks full of treats beneath our chairs that we want to, you know, take with us. So there is no prison for the unexpected. There is no prison for unexpected language. It is part of us. The trickster is really interested in liberating everybody. Not counting on it, not expecting it. Expectation is the partner of disappointment. Ah, oh, fooey. Willingness, <laughs> dance partner of life. Willing, like all the great trickster redeemer folk heroes like Scheherazade. 
again, the power of the woman storyteller within all of us, regardless of our temporary age, race, and gender assignment, uh, the power of the woman storyteller. We really want to cultivate you know, our storytelling skills right now. It's really crucial because, you know, as Michael was saying, you know, progressives, one of the things I found in um, periodically doing kind of mainstream stuff is that conservative, even Pat Buchanan interviewers, are much more open uh, because they're so confident, they're not worried about looking silly. So they'll actually go into astrology. The left-wing liberals are like, oh, who's gonna win the ball game? Or, oh, I don't wanna look silly in front of my Harvard classmates, I can't get it. So until now, again, magic words in our backpack, the power of small words. You know, when people, we, we ourselves say our, our unfortunate narrative, like, oh, I haven't done this thing or whatever, and we go, yet, yet. You know, and that's the, that's the beginning of turning the key. But then the really powerful two-word combination is until now. Until now unlocks the circle into spiral. And Coyote Trickster is very interested in unlocking the circle into spiral, especially now. So many who have been hanging with me know I love to begin with Muti. Muti from the Sangomas of South Africa. Uh, it means power and medicine. And... Um, I was reminded of this uh, some years back in Washington. Uh, how are we all trained for our gifts right now? Um, you know, monster boxes were coming up all around my little witch's house, and, the, and I was wondering, should I move? Should I go to California? I need something I can only do here. And my friend Pat at the time was Vice President Gore's chief of staff and a very positive witch. Um, um, <clears throat> so she called me up. It was during it was during Clinton's impeachment, and she said, uh, I'm all alone in the VP's office, you know, why don't you come over, bring charts, bring tarot cards, bring whatever, and we'll take our own little private tour of the White House. I go, okay. Um, so I brought with me some of the muti, right? And uh, she did say um, it's, it's something that's apparently still working, um, because we went, we went to the White House uh, at midnight on our own, just wandering around, going, um, and there was an ancient... Um, black guard there who was so glad to see us going, oh, imaginative colorful women, yes, come this way. And I go, clearly, clearly the keeper of the nation's soul. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, we saw lots of things. And, and also, it, it, unlike what we might think about empire, when you go backstage, it's really kind of threadbare and worn and the little presidential seal is made of plastic and it really looks like hell. Um, it's, only, it's only on TV, you know. And it was only when we were in the, we went to the Oval Office going, oh. Um, and then the room next where the cabinet, uh, uh, he the heads of cabinet meet. And it was only when we began to change the place cards going, let's give the EPA a better seat that the grumpy, the grumpy white guy was like, ah. You know. But we did, we did have time to sprinkle some muti, some truth-revealing muti, uh, and, I, I, we, and I said to my friend recently going, you think it's working? She goes, I think it's still working. You mean it would be worse than it is now? <laughs> she goes, oh yeah, so, muti. Um, so, so muti uh, is uh, from the Sangomas of South Africa, again, power and medicine. True power is that which heals, and we invite it in. So I have coyote hair from my, my companion, Stella Coyote, half coyote dog. Um, she was abundantly coated this winter, which is why even when it was 60 degrees in January, I knew we were gonna get you know, really cold, uh, and we did. 
I love putting the coyote hair in trees now and seeing the birds coming to pluck it to make nests, going, ah, the prey comes to accept warmth and solace from the predator. So many layers of cooperation. So I also have tobacco from Syria and a little bit of cannabis. <laughs> Um, here. So we say, O spirit of the compassionate trickster, residing within each one of us, awaiting this moment, you know, open the path for each of us that we may contribute our gifts to the world in a way that is deeply dedicated fun. Okay. So. So Obama just landed in Cuba 90 minutes ago. So we go. You know, so we go, hello to the Orishas, the spirits really very alive in Cuba. Excellent. He does, he does well on a, on a mythological level. Uh, again, so many of our team were like, I'm so disappointed in Obama. It's like, could, we, could you find another word? Uh, <laughs> disappointed means I am powerless in the underworld. It's like our, we want to quit bespelling ourselves. You know, bamboozled, whatever. But also, <laughs> discourage the bad encourage the good, you know, hey, hey, not that, over here, yes, we're directing flow. So when somebody, the likes of Obama, does a good thing, you know, we go, good, good boy, who's a good boy? Yes, you are, yes, you are, who's doing a good job? Who's, no, no, not that thing, no, no, drop the, drop the drones over here, there we go. You know, it's, it's again, you know, we, we want to be playful in a way that is effective. There are many ways to be influential. So I do love last uh, August at a KPFA craft fair, somebody came up to me and was like, oh, you know, what about a terrible economic collapse in September? Uh, 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 and I go, well, fear-mongering always plays into the hands of the, the uh, dementors and the reality police. And that's kind of uh, Ron Paul's, you know, sell gold scam. Um, but nonetheless, um, are we not directors of traffic and flow? Where would we we like economic collapse. We go, economic collapse? Who's a good economic collapse? Yes, you are. Over here to the fossil fuel industries, right? To Shell, to Shell in the Arctic. Good financial collapse. Yes, you are. And, and that's what happened. You know, Shell's board of directors said, you know, we're just not making money. We're out of here. Um, and we go, so, so everything, the Aikido of directing, you know, and, and also, you know, What's, whose story are we in? We go, we want to inhale our storytelling. Who's directing this movie? You know, and as Reverend Ike says, if we can dream it up, we can dream it down. And we have some uh, seriously fun dreaming down to do. Um, so, so yay, Obama in Cuba. You know, may the, the brilliance of Cuban culture influence America more than the other way around. There we go. Who's, who's a good Cuba? Yes, you are. Um, so... <laughs> So there's that. So, so we are the molecules with which the big story speaks to itself through the agency of synchronicity. So how splendid that each person is here, just the right being. Because as I described uh, the beautiful story that, and, and so many opportunities that are being proffered to us that it would be churlish to not animate. You know, we go, everybody here is perfectly coinciding, just right. You know, um, and we are all conversing. You know, uh, con means with and verse turning. Because we do have the power of language, language, you know, we're, we're cooking everything back to its originating impulse before it got hoodwinked, bamboozled, and forced into slavery, you know, to the state or to the dementors of doom, bless their hearts. Um, so, you know, my, some favorite words, uh, well, I'll be sprinkling some favorite words too, but it just makes it so clear. The word privilege means private law. 
right? And we go, well, there you have that, you know? The word respect means to look at again, re-again, spect, look. Those are really good. What will honor inaugurate, which comes from the augur. The diviner within each one of us would walk out into nature, read nature's patterns, because we are pattern-tracking beings, and, and nature would transmit to the diviner who the responsible human was, and then they would be inaugurated. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so everything has meaning, and, and so we are here to inaugurate a guiding story. And, and, I, and I've figured out who our candidate is. We're electing flora fauna. Um, <laughs> flora fauna, 2016. You know, let it, go, let it go out, you know, and whoever's up for that job, I have my own views. Um, but, but first, just to uh, cast off, you know, all poison, why wait? Um, <clears throat> so I, I love, again, you know, the esoteric stories underneath, you know, before, underneath. So I love the story. Uh, many of you have heard me tell this, but there's always sourdough starter. Um, but I love the story of St. Patrick, right? You know, people go, oh, he drove the snakes out of Ireland. And it's like, no, but wait. Because um, the story is told that St. Patrick is invited to a a kind of druidic initiation dinner where he's given a cup of poisoned wine. So what he does is he holds the wine up to the light, the poison rises to the top like froth on a Guinness, he blows it off, he quaffs the drink, mmm, and toasts everyone, including those who tried to poison him, causing the elders to go, a real initiate, and we go, a real trickster. You know, metabolizing poison, toxin, into tonic. So just for the fun of it, you know, we might even just do a little mudra. We've all been given a poison cup of wine, whether we waily waily about families or culture or whatever or a tough winter. You know, but it is, you know, March 17th, right before the vernal equinox, announces him as a Mars hero. You know, and even just these things operate on multiple levels. At the end of winter in the northern hemisphere here, you know, it's good to have a stringent you know, it's, it's good to have the, the bitter, uh, again, to, po to empty out the poison out of our systems. It's good to notice that the bears, you know, when they emerge from hibernation, they, they love osha root. They, they roll on it and they eat it and it cleans off parasites on their, on their fur and in, internally as well. I have osha root in my drink here. Um, it's a wonderful smoky thing. So we might just, you know, imagine you have a glass, you know, and uh, let's, let's just raise our, 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 our cup of poisoned wine, right? Um, and the poison, you know, going, oh, my father was a dingbat. Okay, whatever. Okay, it's all rising to the top and people were always mean to me. Okay, all right, so it all, it all rises at the top. We blow the froth off. Okay, we quaff the drink. Mm. And we toast every dingbat in our lives who tried to poison us. Yay, well done. <clears throat> Nothing can stop us now. There we go. So, so now that that's handled, good. <clears throat> um, so, you know, it is how splendid to gather and align with this potent story opportunity now. Remember the, the, the equinox, this is the first full day of spring. It was exact at 9.31 p.m. last night, but we're in a whole different kind of dynamic. This is where the Neptune, Jupiter, Pisces, end of the zodiac, you know, everything that uh, reminds us of collective kinship and dreams, you know, the imaginative realm. Neptune dreams and vision is in its home sign now. It's exactly conjoining today Venus called exalted in Pisces. So it's a great time to fall in love with everybody, really. As Michael brought up, yes, poetry. Um, Neptune is the realm of 
everything that has been exiled, forgotten, undervalued, dissed, but said to be where a culture's soul or its replenishing you know, vision lives. So it's, again, everything that has ever moved humans to remember kinship, uh, a mythos of conscious kinship. And then the sun, having journeyed through this traffic jam of planets in Pisces, which is why it's the best time ever to be a Pisces, no more whaley whaley tragic romantic melancholy for you guys. Um, you know, <laughs> come on in, you know. Um, uh, and, uh, and we've blown off our martyrdom, that's good too. Um, so, so now the, the sun in Aries, right, which is the, the incarnation of Mars, you know, woofiness, animals, action. Here we go, um, So, you know, I, I love the, to, to remind everybody that we all have our magic mirror. We want to practice with these things. Even myself, I've said these things a million times, but it's like, hmm, practicing, practicing is so good. So the secular critic analyst part of all of us, the diagnostician, we like putting a hyphen in diagnosis, right? I did that last year. Dia means everywhere, gnosis is wisdom. When we put a hyphen there, then all diagnoses are intended to heal and to magnetize the wisdom necessary. So, secular critic holds up a mirror to the world and goes, look, it's uh, terrifying and dangerous and it sucks in detail. Um, and the trickster part of all of us, with a wave of the hand, turns the mirror into a window, but look how beautiful it could be. And then with another wave of the hand, turns it into a door, let's go. So we're in that window door realm. You know, Pisces is vision, here's the window, you know, Mars goes, let's go, woof, woof, let's go, let's go. So here we are going at this time of dire beauty. Um, so we say magic is simply a willingness to cooperate with everything. You know, and, and um, you know, some people go, well, what about terrible things? And it's like, no, to spiral with it, not con condone nothing, which is why I love redefining the word forgive as to mean to give energy for change. We don't want to condone bad behavior, but if we redefine forgive as to mean to give energy for change, then who couldn't we forgive? Including ourselves for small and large infractions, you know, for the styrofoam cup or the larger betrayal or the whatever. We give ourselves energy for change. You know, we can forgive George Bush, uh, energy for change, there we go. So a willingness to cooperate in a trickster way. We, we want to get to fun, fierce blessings. We're allowed to set in motion especially as a group, anything of which we would be the happy recipient. So we don't wish harm, we wish liberation. But I, I, I like uh, encouraging us all to write mythic fairy tale desirable headlines, which can be spicy. You know, <clears throat> Flint River, you know, um, helped in its healing with hymns, rises up, you know, and seizes Governor Snyder and sweeps him down river to a sociopathic rehab center <laughs> where he's sentenced to plant, plant cattails for 80 years. You know, I go, yeah, you like that, you know. And you go, well, if I'd poisoned the entire lives of people, would I be happy for the Flint River to sweep me down to a sociopathic rehab and plant cattails? Sure, then let it rip. <laughs> you know, and if you like that one, you can use the magic powerful word, ashe, uh, Yoruba word. It, it is the magic word itself. It doesn't even even mean anything, it is the action of incarnating words into matter. So if you like the Flint River rising up and, and uh, doing the Governor Snyder, you know, you might just go, Ashe, what the hell, Ashe, what the hell? Um, so 
humans, you know, again, it can be witty and spicy, you know, always with, you know, would I be willing to have that happen to me if such and such? And you go, yeah, because it's not about being, you know, trickster is not about being nice. Um, it is about being respectful. Nice, the word comes from nescient, it means ignorant. So again, tracking these things down. Now we still have a use for that word. It's not like I don't ever use it, but I do keep it in mind, you know, um, and sometimes use it in a spicy way. Like, aren't you nice? <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, so equinox, you know, people have gathered for 25,000 years. We know probably 30,000 years right now, you know, and it's the earliest form of the death and resurrection show. They would gather to call in power, like the muti. You know, again, we don't source power. We invite it. Dedicated gatherings like this, uh, dedicated acts of beauty, invite power into the world. So what's going on all around the world? You know, on equinoxes, really every place, you know, it's a literal and metaphoric light of sun illumine this writing or this painting at the back of Newgrange or, or at the back of the cave. Come on in, power, and here's the story available for animation, for Mars animation. You know, so in that way, we're calling in power, and then it's our assignment to craft a desirable story that we put at the back of the cave, this one. We like this one, you know, um, and collaborative animation. Because again, it is a respectful to and fro. You go, oh, big nature, do you like that story? No, how about this one? Yeah, all right, we're, we're, we're good. Um, so it is all a collaborative dynamic. So, you know, part of, uh, as I mentioned, planets, you don't have to believe in anything any more than you believe in English. Um, this is a beautiful language of interrelatedness, one of the oldest languages of antiquity. Yes, much dissed. Uh, the reality police have made progressives frightened of it, like, oh, you know, but bless their hearts. Until now, <clears throat> all right, um, you know, which is depriving people of mythological literacy. Uh, and, and so it's a sneaky trick of the reality police to render people less effective. And part of the dynamic right now is it wants to be the wedding of everything that's been falsely estranged as a mean trick of the reality police to render people obedient. Um, so, you know, people go, oh, I used to be a thinker, but now heart and, and, and thinking goes, but thinking and heart go very well together. Yeah, as, as, as Rascal Hillman would say, you know, in his, in his contrary and Ariesness, um, everybody trying to get in touch with their feeling, I'm trying to get in touch with my thinking. And it's like, oh, you fabulously perverse Aries guy. Um, but, um, but all of it, you know, and so... As I introduce the planets, I will always aspire to translate into English so you can feel the resonance. You know, and all of what we are up to here is intended as an offering rather than an imposition. So, you know, we are all assigned the task of insourcing what we've outsourced. We say right now, all spiritual teachings, all everything, you know, in accord with the requirements of now, into the cauldron, into this eclipse cauldron, you know, lunar eclipse tomorrow morning. Here we are in California. If, the, if it's clear in the, in the west, one will see at 5 a.m. the moon setting eclipsed, possibly blood red. Ooh, very exciting. Anyway, um, so eclipses are exact full moons. It's where the sun Earth, moon are exactly lined up, so the sun projects the Earth's shadow onto the moon. Um, so it's available for metaphoric animation. What would we like to have eclipsed by what? 
I, I so this, these are things to take home and play with. Um, but I, I like saying, may the hubris of humanism, you know, be eclipsed by the truth of animism. Everything's alive, yeah, and um, so everything into the cauldron. According to what we need now, all teachings, all shamanism, all Buddhism, all everything, uh, in, into the cauldron going, is it equal? Is it equal equinox? Is it equal Mars and Venus within each one of us and in the world? Is it equal men and women, each one of us within the world? Is it equal humans and the rest of the beings on this planet? Yes. Is the trickster welcome? Can it be teased and played with? Uh, can one say the truth without fear? Excellent. We ladle it out. No, we throw it back in for another round of bubbling. We say all spiritual teachings are valid to the extent that they guide everyone to their own autonomy. Again, we're not outsourcing. Everyone equally together. So we gather to... Uh, to encourage and conjure the atmosphere conducive to, to the desirable. So, so many beautiful things in this chart of now. Okay, the sun at zero, zero degrees of Aries, <laughs> um, incarnation of Mars. There are metaphors for each degree of the zodiac. So the sun right now, its image is a woman emerging from the sea, a seal is embracing her. It's, it's, it's a fabulous, you know, and it's Persian New Year. And remember, years ago, it, it was the day that George Bush began bombing Iraq. Uh, it behooves us to animate this time as the most sacred to all life, lest we leave it by default, you know, to the Dementors. So, so we're, we're, we're doing that. We're hoovering that. You're listening to Caroline Casey at the New School at Commonweal. Um, and part of the dynamic, there's what's called... T-squares, um, which is Saturn, I'll, I'll decode this, Saturn, which is how we define reality and how we define leadership in Sagittarius, says for many things, for many things, for many parts of nature, you know, for many parts of the world, we want to redefine uh, what are called refugees as pilgrims, welcome pilgrims, good heavens, what would a wise culture do? You know, good heavens, you must have traveled so far, seen so much, enjoyed so much, learned so much, we clearly need the medicine you bring, welcome. It's a, it's a, ashe. It's a time for miracles. It's such a tricky time. Anything could happen. So why, you know, be passively outraged when one can be creatively provocative um, and inclusive? You know, um, so, so Jupiter, power of language and blessing and journeys in Virgo. Uh, power of language and words. You know, yet until now, all those things retrograde. Meaning, all of us are doing a kind of past life review of our medicine stories. Who brought what to now? You know, everything, every failure is meaningful, every achievement is meaningful, every uh, enthusiasm, curiosity, they all want to come into play now. You know, so remembering, re remembering that. The moon is in Virgo, getting ready to rise. Its image is a guardian angel watching over a couple in the wilderness, so we have backup. Um, and it's also, you know, part of our own autonomy is our curiosity is partly our guardian angel. You know, it's a part of us that no matter what's going on, um, its primary response is, how interesting. Um, I mean, other parts of the psyche are like, ah, ah, ah terrible, you know. But, um, but the, the Virgo-Jupiter dynamic is, you know, God, I feel like hell. 
How interesting. I wonder how people put up with this. You know, I wonder how this happens. You know? And it's a part of us that no matter how close we get to the abyss, like, uh, you know, it's the guardian angel that comes up behind us going, that's not that interesting. Um, you know, <laughs> time for a cup of tea. Time to go home for a cup of tea. A little grounding. Nothing grounds you more than a cup of tea and eating. There you go. You know, um, so... So Jupiter in Virgo, square, 90 degree angle, square Saturn. A square, a 90 degree angle, you know, is a kind of err. Um, but it's really an assignment to get illusorily estranged principles to dance together in us and in the world. So the power of storytelling, the power of blessing. You know, I just finished teaching a seven-week online course through the Shift Network that was a quirky thing, but mostly a great thing. I was really impressed. I had to, uh, were you on that? Oh, that's great. It was pretty rocking, wasn't it? Awesome. Awesome. Yay, there you go. Um, because it, it really was. It was, again, what are the possibilities? One, I was so impressed. It was 398 people from around the world, including Damascus, right? There, there was somebody on the call, you know, on, in Damascus. And I was like, well, you have internet? And she goes, it improves since the war. Things are quirky. Um, you know, and Brazil and uh, Germany and all across Canada and all across America. And a lot of people were in, you know, major hubs, you know, here, there's yourself, you know. Um, but also lots of people were in little islands, you know, off of South Car North Carolina, surrounded by people voting for Trump, you know. And, and uh, you know, but it was really great. And it's like, what are the possibilities of a dedicated group of humans practicing this? without hubris, without even presuming causation, but just experimenting with what can we do, you know, to affect the outcome um, and, to affect, and to make the world better for everybody. So, you know, part of that Jupiter and Virgo and the power of language and crafting that we don't need more skills, but to animate the considerable abundance with which all of us are bestowed. And language is a great Mm, some people call it a technology, you know, but, but it is a, a crafting of intimacy, this call and response. So the more words we cultivate, you know, learning new words stimulates the same portion of the brain as sex, say the neuroscientists, and we go, ooh, that's fun. Um, so, um, so language and words, and why I love to work with our team, going, really, you want to make that plan concrete? Are you sure? You know, um, you know, uh, uh, and again, may all of our metaphors come from the desirable realm of nature, you know, um, that everything's alive, rather than using machine metaphors for living things, let's use living, machine, living metaphors for machines as because they also are living. And everything likes its story. Everything wants its story. You know, when I go out the door, you know, with Stella Coyote, I go, I'm going to California, you know, I'm gonna see other coyotes and, and human coyotes, and you know, I couldn't do it without you. And she's like, oh, all right, okay. Um, but everybody wants their story. You know, even, you know, my, my cat that was a, is a reformed bully. Um, you know, like uh, King, you know, in the Arabian Nights, you know, uh, Scheherazade, uh, there was King Shariar, who was a sociopathic dingbat, um, but she guides him to heart opening um, with his, his intellect in the course of the Thousand and One Nights. Um, and so I had this cat who was a kind of King Shariar-like being. He was bullying the other cats and just, you know, keeping, it was terrible. So, um, so part of our strategy, I, I just go, oh, you are such a guy. You are such a guy. Who's a good guy? Yes, you are. You are strong enough to be gentle. Yes, you are. Rum, 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 rum. And he's like, oh, I just wanted a story. So then, <laughs> so then he, became the, he became the protector of those he had been oppressing. 
right? You know, he's like, oh, I, I didn't, I, th thank you, I needed that story, right? And, and I've been working it, I, I have a complicated, every, you know, microcosm to macrocosm, you know, do these things work in small ways and large, and the small, Virgo's the ruler of ritual magic, the small affects the large and contributes. So, uh, so for the first time ever, I had a disharmonious fish tank. Um, and, um, and I was like, what do I do? And, and I don't necessarily approve of fish tanks, it just, you know, happened to me. Um, so I had a, an aged uh, angelfish who was 15, God love him, um, or her, who knows. Um, but um, but, but his, his, his friend had died, so I thought, well, let's get some new young fish in there and we'll see if it works. I know it's a die, and, and it did, he was very happy, but then he died, I'm happy, he died happy. Going, that was fun, bye. Um, it, was, it was a good run. And then there were these three young, and so there, first there was a Donald Trump fish who was like, you know, and the girl, I think the girl, went to him and, and he was oppressing everybody. But then, and I was like, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, but then the girl left him for the oppressed fish, and then they began to oppress the Donald Trump fish. And I was like, oh, now I feel sorry for everybody. And it's like, no, no, here we go. You are all wonderful. You know, polyamory is sort of a silly word, but we're kind of going for it here. There we go. You know, switching. And now they switch friends all the time. You know, oh, I did add one more fish. But anyway, but, but I was like, you are, you are strong enough, uh, a little whippersnapper fish, just to change the dynamic. And, but, but now they're all, they're all switching partners every couple hours. Um, so we go, yes, you are. You are such a strong fish. Yes, you are a very good fish. Strong enough to be polyamorous or whatever you want to call yourself. Um, there you go. Um, so, yeah, so, so again, it's, it's with everything going. Everything wants its story. Everybody, you know, in the Arabian Nights, it says people need stories more than they need bread. Right? So we want that. So we are inviting in Shahrazad. You know, we are inviting her into all of our hearts uh, and our minds um, uh, and our pluckiness and our courage, because she was brave, you know, um, you know to, to tell a story and, you know, uh, under pain of death. Well, we're kind of there, right? You know, it's like cake or death, take your pick. Um, we go, hmm, hmm, cake, yay, they go, okay. Um, so... And I like, I like syncretizing, you know, all the things with which we have an affectionate accord. You know, so I love Gunelli Gun, Turkish writer, saying, you know, in pre-Islamic uh, Middle East, the predominant deity was she-wolf. Uh, and throughout the Middle East was an azure, uh, azure blue flag emblazoned with an alpha female wolf's head on it. Everywhere in the Middle East, we're like, where'd that go? Let's bring that thing back, you know? So I like She-Wolf into Scheherazade, and then we're kind of adding a little bit of coyote to Scheherazade as well. This is happening in nature, because we have Jupiter, square Saturn, again, um, the power of language and story. Saturn squares Neptune, that knowledge and learning be re-wedded back to compassionate caring, that scientists love what they're studying rather than torturing, torturing them. You know, um, and, and we can see evidence of this going on everywhere, um, and the power of mythology and, and knowledge coming together. So, so part of what's brewing in nature, because we've set so much in motion, you know, so many rudenesses, that everything's got to experiment. Uh, everything's got to trickster. So what we're seeing right now is uh, uh, what's called a new species. It's, it's wolves and coyotes mating with some dog DNA in there. And Saturn trines, Saturn structure trines Uranus trickster. So 
wolves are very Saturn. Uh, I lived with a wonderful wolfy guy, and he was like, just give me the story and tell me what responsible is. Oh, you didn't want me to eat the cat. No, oh, sorry. Uh, or whatever, and it's like, <laughs> oops. Um, but um, just tell me the story. Um, so wolves, you know, you know, great model of leadership, great model of structure. Many, many of you might have seen the, the, the picture that's gone spiral out there of wolves traveling in, in their linear line, and they put the elder wolves in front with the infirm wolves, right? And then the complex structure of the female wolf who helps the breeding wolf, you know, to raise the pups. And then, and then the leader, the alpha couple, is at the rear. We go, fabulous. That's what we want government to be, you know? It's what we want leadership to be, you know, three drops of that. Um, so wolves, highly structured, highly societal, a, a really admirable pack dynamic. Um, coyotes, kind of the Uranus thing, not so much. Um, coyotes, you know, you know, I, uh, I will eat my friends. Um, but, um, <laughs> but adoptable ingenuity and see the trine means kind of what we're doing here and kind of what we want to do in all spiritual, philosophical, and political realms. We want to have a supportive pack that encourages our coyote uniqueness. And it's like, right, because that's going to be, you know, the, the, the koi wolf has all the skills, you know, of both species in a, in a fabulous symmetry that makes it more likely to survive, right? And so we take everything. So we want ourselves also to, have, to be disciplined wild people, you know, which is not really a contradiction. You know, so coyote also, Scheherazade, she-wolf, coyote, loves to toss lightning at the story circle. <sighs> and again, turn the circle into a spiral. There we go. So there's things undoubtedly, not only the poison cup of wine that we've metabolized, but just parts of ourselves that we're just like, it's, it's a closed loop, it's boring, and we go, Doof. you know, so remember, in your magic backpack, you also have lightning. Uh, to be able to go, oh, I'm just tired of this story. I'm bored with myself. I'm, I'm, I unfriended myself on Facebook. It is, ah, God. <laughs> We, we enter the, the, the world of fairy tale openings, you know, this, these transitional times, this big time, you know, betwixt. I love in Arabic, one of the primary fairy tale opening lines is, you know, I apologize for pronunciation, but kanya ma, kanya ma kan. It means it was and it was not. Right? <laughs> right? So, so, you know, hovering, you know, images like, yeah, no, maybe not, okay, there we go. It was and it was not. We're in this flickering realm. It's also why fairy tales so often begin in twilight. It was neither day nor night. It's betwixt where everything happens. And then my friend Joya Timpanelli, great Sicilian storyteller, says, there's five ways of traveling, walking, crawling, swimming, flying, and how we're going to travel now. Woohoo! Woohoo! So, so off we go. So, cooperators are indeed standing by, okay. Um, uh, again, eager for us to be willing to cahoot. Um, you know, some are mythological, some are planetary, some are human, some are ancestral. Um, all of these things, but it's like, again, who brought what, and may it be that we all have sufficient. So, um, you know, for our, um, well, a, fr a friend said, you know, anything anywhere is everywhere. It's why Fatima Mernizi says the burqa in America is size six, 
We go, ha, 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 looks different, but, see, see, but imprisoning if it's an external standard. Um, so, so we go, that's, that's fun. Um, and then a, a friend, uh, a listener on radio said, you know, she was so mad at the 1%, going, oh, and then she realized as a species, we're the 1%, yeah. you know? So we're all in this dream together, right? And anything we finger wag at is like, it's a boomerang. We're going, our complicity, you know, complicity, not shame, not blame, but whatever's going on, we are contributing creative chi to it. And once we play with that possibility, we can inhale our complicitous creativity from an undesirable story and exhale it into a more desirable one. Which is why, you know, I, I love to myself and then invite us too to suck the G out of kingdom. Let's do that. And exhale it where it belongs, which is everywhere. And what it leaves is the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus never talked about kingdom or Lord. That's way late. That's after the early Karl Rove known as St. Paul had hoovered, had, had hoovered the, the liberating teachings, you know, because we're, we're tracking everything back to its original, its original liberating impulse before it got hoodwinked. It, I mean, we're, we're in a major hoodwinking con man trickster election dynamic now, but, but it's to, to tease the usefulness of that so that we get, you know, so that we really do see through the con everywhere. That racism is a complete con, a complete story. There's, there's so many smart allies out there in our, in our rising renaissance right now who are very lucid storytellers, you know, who will do the history of racism and how it, it, it played poor people against poor people as a distraction from, again, what's going on behind the curtain. Um, we go, it's a con. Um, so many cultures have a word for the magic that comes in dangerous times. I love that many cultures have a word for that. Um, so we now have a word for that. We're going to call it trickster magic, um, is, the, is the magic that comes in dangerous times. Because it's a part of all of us that loves against all odds. I mean, there's other parts of us that are like, oh, it's like, you know, easy, easy. We want, we want to speak to ourselves like we would speak to a beautiful spooked animal. You know, easy, no, ah, 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 easy. There, no, there you go, okay. Um, and... Um, so, so in, in that realm, um, you know, the trickster, we see it in, in, again, whatever we love. It was, it was great fun in our, in our course, right? Um, people were like, I'm riding a mollusk. Mollusk is my power animal. So people didn't just go for kind of unicorns and dolphins, right? You know, and, and the plant devil's claw because it breaks fixation. And I mean, people brought lots of great stuff. And there's so many possibilities of cahooting and collaborating. You know, people sent pictures of the water that they were near. And so we were introducing the rivers and the oceans to each other and the plants and the fauna, here's what's outside, you know, here's my altar and my altar and, what, and the plants outside. So it wasn't just humans, it was really, you know, um, you know, Paul Stamets says he thinks that the mycelia and mushroom helped invent the internet so that we can save the world. Um, yes, it's used for cat videos, which are pretty good. Um, um, you know, and, and distracting ding battery, but it's also pretty fabulous. You know, I was doing a reading for a woman. I, we were just starting to do a reading, and it seemed pretty clear that she was having a stroke. Uh, and I was like, sweetie, are you going to go to the hospital? And she was like, oh, no, I don't think so. And I go, you know, goodbye. And I'm like, whoa, she was way in the north of Canada. So I went on Facebook and go, who knows this woman? Who's her friend? You know, can you drop by? You know, and they did. You know, so I found a friend on Facebook in some remote village in Canada to go by this woman that I saw on Skype having a stroke and take her to the hospital and she was fine. You know, we go, so everything, everything, it depends. It's like a friend of mine says, um, it's not men I have a problem with, it's what I do with them, right? So, 
So it's our it's our angle of it's our angle of relating. It's our angle of relating. So so the angle of relating to the internet or the angle of relating to Facebook. What what's our internal dedication which magnetizes the opportunity? You know. Um, so I, I love in the mythic news that uh, Sauron endorses Trump. Um, so. <laughs> Because we are all engaged, and I want to play with people all year. In many ways, you know, we are inching the ring of power into the crack of doom, right? Because remember, in, in, in the Lord of the Rings, you know, uh, not a lot of women in that realm. Although there is a kind of a Hillary Clinton uh, moment, you know, where, where again, it's, it's the, well, part of all of us. We're all in this dream together, you know, where, um, you know, the, the elfin fairy queen goes, but a woman who had the ring of power, and I would have the ring of power, and oh, oh never mind, okay. Boy, it's strong, right? Um, and it's like, you know, and then there's the, the phrase that, that uh, I think it's Gandalf who says, you know, the, the tide has turned, the great storm is coming. But the tide has turned. We go, you can say that really every week, every year, pretty much. Um, but, um, but, but, but it's Gandalf who says, you know, Sauron does not suspect. He, he thinks we might have the ring. But the fact that we might want to destroy the ring itself has never crossed his mind, his deepest fear. And we go, yeah, we got to throw the ring of power into the crack of doom. Here we are, inching it along. And who brought what in the mystery play? And remember, it's, it's Gollum's overreaching that is responsible for the triumph of throwing the ring of power into the crack of doom. Everybody's got a role in the mystery play in some form, and we want to speak to that part of them. So I love that, because um, our, our main theme for now really, right, is the, the trickster and the con man. Um, and Americans have had such a challenging time distinguishing between the two, because um, they can look similar but one is imprisoning and one is liberating. And that's the key thing to keep in mind. Because we're all part of ourselves, you know, a mixture. We've all got a little bit of con, you know, when we're not quite practicing what we're preaching, which we do, but it's our aspiration. Um, you know, but, um, but it can look the same. But again, the, the key discernment is what is liberating, unlocking, you know, and guiding to own autonomy, and what is imprisoning and constraining, whether it's a person, an action, you know, uh, a word, you know. Um, so, we have the, so we have the con man versus the trickster. Uh, the con man is the toxic mimic of the trickster. Um, again, trickster, intrinsically, the way I've come to love it and know it, is intrinsically liberating. Um, and even uh, folk, folk tales, I find way late oh, when the trickster is a buffoon going, that's still colonial, you know? Um, trickster really represents nature's ingenious evolutionary, um, you know, against all odds, you know, um, I'll use the word genius again. Um, it's nature's evolutionary genius. Um, and we call that trickster. So it's coyote, it's raven, it's, um, you know, seeds that plant after, that sprout after cataclysm. So there's all that dynamic. So Lewis Hyde said, coyote is lucky enough if enough con men show up to school her or him. And we go, oh, we are so lucky. We are so lucky. Because there's so many cons. You know, in this election where there's Trump, well, 
play with that. Um, but but it's like it's not like Ted Cruz would be really any better, right? You know, even even Lindsey Graham goes, one's poison and one's being shot. I guess I'll choose being shot. You know, even the right wing dingbat, you know, understands it as you know death or death. And it's like, where's the cake? Where's the cake in that thing? Um, but but I love you know in our own micro discernments, I love a a wonderful Jungian analyst friend of mine who says when people flatter you they're paying you for what they're about to take. We go, ooh, it's really fun. Because flattery and praise, right, they might look the same, but one's a con, you know, and one's a liberating trick. You know, and we can feel the difference, right, if we, if we check in there. Um, and we all want to be self-possessed, not hungry ghosts. Being a hungry ghost makes one less discriminating about the con. You know, like, oh, flattery, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh you know, everything's gone. Um, so it, it's why, you know, again, I, I, I make these distinctions. You get to see if they're useful uh, and ring to you. But, but see, earnestness, trickster is not really a friend of earnest. I, I find earnest an impositional con. I want you all to feel the pain that I feel. Nobody feels the pain as much as me. I want us all to do this thing. I find that an impositional Ernest Kahn. Dedication is a liberating magnetism, you know? And the, the distinction between, you know, I, 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 and we can do this. And so what we see right now, and this behooves our storytelling skills, is people want to know how they're being bamboozled and hoodwinked, right? So Trump has stepped in um, and goes, we are, and here's how we're being bamboozled and hoodwinked, and it's because of those people, right? The scapegoating, really dangerous. I mean, we are flushing all the poison up to the surface, but, but people on the front lines are in danger, and we embrace them. You know, Bernie Sanders is telling the story of here's how we're conned, and this is what we're all, you know, and this is the actual structure, and we're pulling back the, <clears throat> the, the curtain, and here's what we're all going to be doing. You know, and the, the, um, the, the lack of uh, mainstream news uh, capacity to follow the vagaries, because they're all like, what a surprise, you know, that this is all kind of crazy like this, and it's like, well, not to anybody who's been paying attention. <laughs> it's not. You know, this, this makes complete sense, you know, and, and there are underlying themes that help us to understand it. Um, you know, one, one's the con, one's the trick, which is why I love, you know, NPR. Um, you know, I, I don't love NPR, um, but why I love NPR doing the interviews with, with Trump supporters outside Nevada who are out of work, you know, unemployed, um, uh, white working class guys who are like, I don't know, Trump just makes me feel better about myself. And it's like, well, that is really strange. But, it, but, it, but, it's, but it's working, it's working. Um, and and uh, although the interviewee said, but I am, I am in favor for legalizing cannabis, but I still love Trump. And the interviewer said, if Trump disappeared, who would you vote for? And he's like, Bernie, of course. Right? So there, I, don't, I don't know there's a lot of Bernie going to Trump, but there's a lot of Trump could easily go to Bernie. You know, going, come on over here to the liberating trick. Come on over here to the liberating trick, which is why we don't want to be kind of finger-waggy and polarizing. To be snookered into polarity is to inadvertently serve the overlords of heat and conflagration. You know, it's, it's again, inviting in the unifying story. So it is... It is a dangerous time, you know, um, uh, calling all word wizards, all dedicated people, all storytellers, um, uh, you know, and um, uh, an aspiration, you know, we put on our work table an aspiration to not be conned into polarity, 
Remembering if you want people to get nothing done but conflict, convince them they're on one side of something, it's easy, right? Especially in this election kind of dynamic, um, which is why we don't really want to be supporters. We want to be colleagues. Because supporters has got an interesting shadow. I've noticed that people who get tricked into polarity of being a supporter tend to adopt the shadow elements of their candidate. Um, <clears throat> we'll leave it there for the moment. Um, but it's, um, it's interesting to see. And then, and then it's also in our magic backpacks, a, a crucial communication skill for storytelling and con conversing is our harumphitude composter. Very important, it folds into nothing, you know, you carry it in your pocket, it's in your magic backpack, you pull it out at any time when you feel indignation. And remember, you know, Dr. Mario Martinez says, um, studying centenarians, two kinds of anger at least. One will allow us to live into our hundreds and the other will kill us. Um, anger on behalf of, fierce protection of life, long life. Indignation will kill us. You know, somebody brought us the wrong cup of wine or, you know, you know and we can, and it's, it's a nice discernment. You know, again, we want to use this ourselves because I go, and you go, that's indignation. And we go, all right, into the composter, into the harumphitude composter. Because like when the right wing guys said, you know, who are you? I, I was disapproving of them. I was like, Phew. <laughs> um, um, bad, evil, um, I go, no, no, better, you know, before conversation, better compost for infinitude, which is why I could be a smart ass when they asked me fun things. Um, because there was no judgment. We're all, you know, may it be that we're all aspiring to move our emotional default setting to woof, woof, wanna play. You know? And then people go, oh. And again, no prison for the unexpected. If woof, woof, want to play, it, it cuts across the false divisions meant to separate us. You know, tyrants don't care if they're hated as long as the people don't love each other, is an old saying. Tyrants don't care if they're hated as long as the people don't love the earth. You know? And to find that commonality, you know, again, whatever we speak to in another person is the part of them we're inviting to dance with the corresponding part of ourselves. So these are all, we're all, we're all, we all blow it. We all blow it and everybody blows it in the fairy tale. It's the predominant dedicated direction. It's why at powerful times like this, we wanna, we wanna write out our manifesto of dedicated devotion. We wanna write out the quality of our unique art form, what we wanna be, and then go, oh, spirit of wolf that animates the universe, or however you address the divine. You know, hold me to this. This is, the quality of, of experimental being I want to be, you know, um, hold me to this. So, um, but we know, you know, I like to glean, you know, ageless wisdom from everything, including law and order, um, and um, <clears throat> it's cosmic law and order, um, but, but I, especially criminal intent. Um, but I, I love it uh, when Bobby says, manipulators love a crisis, it's where they do their best work, right? Sociopaths and manipulators love a crisis. It's where they do their best work. So we want to be agents of cooling it out, cooling it out, um, which really liberates everybody. So, um, you know, and why I always say better a trickster than a martyr. Um, martyrdom once fashionable, now really we, we don't have time. Um, so, you know, the distinction is the martyr and trickster part of all of us takes on 
you know, the unmetabolized poison of the family and the culture into which we're born. But we just dealt with that with our wine, so it's kind of handled. Um, but, um, but just in case you run across it in somebody else um, to help guide them, um, the, the distinction is the martyr takes on the poison and then goes, I've taken on the poison of my family and culture, and now I really feel quite ill. <laughs> okay, trickster, same impulse, takes on the poison but does not presume to do it by themselves, raises his or her hand and invites in what can metabolize the poison. It's all a partnership with nature's ingenuity. You know, um, and wonder, we don't even need to know. You know, we can go, you know, even, you know, our realm of political... Engagement can be whatever is truly best for all beings on this planet. Come on in. Um, you know, there was a, a few people in the seven-week course who were like, we're Canadian. We don't care about American politics. Too much politics. Too much American politics. I'm like, oh, okay. No, but not everybody likes me. I can take it. I can take it. Uh, and I go, well, fair enough, you know, because we want to spiral and play. And I go, all right, I'm willing to throw the word politics into the cauldron, and let's ladle out dedication to collective well-being. All right. Oh, that's okay. Um, so it's like, which is a truer, deeper kind of a thing to understand it that way. So all the myths are hopping up and down, you know, behind us, willing to guide and cahoot. You know, um, you know things I've said a lot, but I, they're here. They're all present now. And, 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 and see, stories and poems come alive in the retelling. Um, they like being retold. Um, so anything that you like, again, that you, that you re-say, it brings it alive, you know, again, as a living being. Um, and, and that's what, again, humans would do. They'd gather at this time to tell the stories they wanted to animate and to come alive. So I love the Mabinogian, um, Welsh Arthurian legends, uh, collected in 10th century, but much, much earlier. Um, and there's a moment in the Mabinogian where the elders get together and go, uh-oh, the men just found out they have something to do with children and things were going so well before this. Uh, um, but we can see where it's going to be like, uh-oh, uh-oh, not everybody's going to take care of all the kids and women will start to be property and humans will set forth on their disconnected individual path, losing kinship not only with each other but with nature until the earth might die. They, they wrote this. You're listening to Caroline Casey at the New School at Commonweal. Okay, and then at that point, some people will gather at Commonweal. <laughs> um, uh, um, some people will gather and keep all the value of their individual journey. This is, there's no going back. We're all unique beings. But this is the Saturn distinctness in Sagittarius, the uniqueness of our journey but dedicated to collective well-being. And, and they wrote this, that, that some humans will keep the value of their individual journey, keep that, um, but also dedicate the fruits of their individual journey to compassionate collective well-being, and then the earth might be saved. They brought that to us. Um, so we go, yeah, and I, and I love, um, I mean, here we are on the Marconi copper grid um, with so many wonderful allies. Um, and I love that right now Venus and Neptune are both conjoined, lined up at 10 degrees of Pisces, um, you know, in their exaltation, again, fall in love with everything. Um, and I looked up the Sabian symbol for that, and it's kind of wonderful. Um, in the sanctuary of an occult gathering, hey, it's us, um, <clears throat> new members are being initiated. Isn't that fun? Well, we could all be that. 
Yeah, but but I, I don't know of any more occult sanctuary than this, really. You know, this is with copper wiring underneath the thing, and you know, our our grand wizard uh, over there. Um, you know, because everybody's got their witness relocation program kind of identity. Um, but the mythological identity is being invited. You know, Ali Ali income free. Um, and I love a, a conversation I used to often have with a uh, great environmental ally, Carolyn Raffensperger, uh, in which we would say, when culture's in big trouble, it turns to its outsiders. And the example she brought up, because she was an archaeologist before being a lawyer, was in the mid-17th century, in the Four Corners area of this country, uh, the great Pueblo uprising of the 1660s, I think, um, was catalyzed by an outsider. And, and I just want to kind of offer this to everybody to feel if there's a resonance in one's heart. There was an outsider living in the Pueblos. Historically true. You know, and all of us can feel like outsiders even when we're in a thing. Um, and this person could speak all the different dialects and languages, including the dominant language of Spanish, of the, <coughs> excuse me, of the colonizers. Yes, colonialism always chokes me up. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> colonizers. Uh, <clears throat> bless their hearts. Okay. So, um, and the other factor was um, this outsider uh, who could speak many languages could also predict the weather by acute observation. So he speaks to everybody because he's the only one who can. All right, exactly. Um, <laughs> very often the outsider is the only one who can speak to everybody, right? And remember the wonderful word ecstatic means to stand outside. So when people go, oh, I'm such an outsider, nobody takes me seriously, we go, that's because you're bleeping ecstatic. You know, change your frame, it's an honor. Um, and so he speaks to everybody because he's the only one who can, and he says the weather will be such and such. Uh, it will be difficult for the Spanish to resupply. If you want to rise up, now's the time. So they did. They rose up. They booted the Spanish out. But even cooler, 12 years later, one Jupiter story cell, uh, cycle later, they invited the Spanish back in, not as conquerors, but as collaborators. Story, story, what story are we animating? You know, no, no, you're not conquerors anymore, now you're collaborators, come on in, there you go. Who's a good former conquistador? <laughs> Who's a good former conquistador? Yes, you are. Um, so, you know, we know, you know, when Inanna, longer myth, you know, but, but when she gets back from the underworld, which is kind of where we are right now, because Venus is rising as the morning star, she's out of the underworld. Um, when Inanna, which the Inanna myth is the Venus orbital cycle, you know, myths and fairy tales are how cultures pass on their science, which is why it is such a, a, a rude uh, and violent ripping when you go science here, fairy tales and myth there. And we go, no, no, the fairy tales and the myth were how knowledge and science were passed on, encoded in the symbols of the story. You know, and if you just have knowledge, you're gonna do terrible sociopathic things because you won't have the kinship and the guiding you know, uh, wisdom that we're all in this thing together. You know, it's why some, I love some wags comment going, no, we want the D.H. Lawrence laboratory, right? Um, you know, it's like, what is all this torment animals going, and, and the sea slug, when we gave it a shock, and that's amazing, and then we rang the bell and didn't give it a shock, and it still went into trauma, isn't that fabulous? It's like, you bastards, you know, why, why not give it an orgasm and some chocolate? Like, ooh, ooh. 
No. Why not learn from pleasure and kinship rather than torturing, right? If our science is torturing, you know, it, torture runs through the whole thing. Whatever we do in a micro way is going to run through the whole thing. Why has our learning been divorced from compassion until now? And how do we want to reinvent everything? What did everything want to be before it became corrupt? You know, um, you know, and and even and even in its originating impulse, what is it meant to be? See, I, I like completely redefining the position of police humans, um, meaning they should be anti-inflammatory agents equipped with ginger and turmeric tea, you know, and, and cannabis honey. Sir, sir, I notice you're a little distressed. Have some tea with some cannabis honey in it. There, I hope you feel better. Oh, tell me your problems and I will tell you mine. And there we are. Yeah, complete redefining. I mean, we're hiring them to be shamans to walk the edge of life and death, and we haven't given them the story. Going, They're like, no, we're not supposed to kill people? No, 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 you are good fish. You are good Good, you are strong enough to be gentle. Wuzza, 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 wuzza. Yeah, massage sessions for you in the community. You know, here's your story, right? You weren't given a guiding story. You know, people want their guiding story. Um, Again, something I use a lot. I just like it so much from Conscious Parenting Magazine. Um, we gather from everywhere. Law and Order, Ageless Wisdom, Inanna, Conscious Parenting Magazine. Um, <clears throat> it's all <coughs> speaking to us. But it said, you do not say to your five-year-old, oh, please put on your socks because mommy's got to get to work um, because your five-year-old has no prefrontal cortex. Um, you go, we're putting on our socks. Yep, yeah, there we are. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. You know, no, not that. Over. We're directing the traffic. And that's how we want to deal with politicians because they have no prefrontal cortex either. <laughs> See, uh, we're cleaning up the environment. No, no, uh, uh, we're cleaning. Yeah, that's what, this is where we're going, right? It is time for all of us in myriad ways to be willing to assume cultural narrative lead in an all-inclusive, irresistible story. This is the story. This is what we're doing. Come on. Here you go. You know, woof, woof, want to play. And if you don't, that's fine. We're going this way. Remember James Carson's fantastic book, Finite and Infinite Games, a finite game is about winning, and infinite game is about keeping everything in play. And he said the Renaissance was not against, it was not a finger-waggy, you know, bad, you know, it was like irresistible, inclusive, you know, call to human ingenuity to participate in a flowering of culture. And that's what we want to be, agents, magnetizers, you know, inviters, inviters, you know, from the thing that's going down to the thing that's coming up. You know, um, so there's... Um, all of that. No, I, I love I love Terry Pratchett. I love um, his <clears throat> writings about. This is from Wintersmith, um, late great Terry Pratchett. He died a year ago, but a great animist, a great Taurus animist. Everything's alive. Even a moan escaped his lips, happy to be free. Right? Even the moan. <clears throat> I mean, everything's alive. It makes it more intimate and dear. Even if it's a little demon, you know, if it's all alive, you know. Um, so they're the the wee free men who are rascals. Rascals are not quite the same as tricksters. They're, they sometimes come through and sometimes don't, but, but wonderful. And in Wintersmith, it's, it's a brilliant novel, but, but um, the, the, the Feagles, the We Free Men, also known as Feagles, um, the, the leader of them is called Rob Anybody, um, which is charming. <laughs> and um, 
and uh, he's leading a young hero to, to the underworld. You know, this doesn't look like the entrance to the underworld, says the young hero uh, um, to the wee free men. Ah, any cave can be the way in, said Rob, anybody. But you must have the known of the cross step. He stuck out his arms behind him, bent at the elbows. He leaned backwards, sticking out one leg to keep his balance. Then he wiggled his foot in the air a few times, leaned forward, and vanished. As soon as his foot touched the ground, the heroic team all enters the underworld by this mode of transport, because there's reasons we will want to go to the underworld. Um, and one says he's expecting it to be hotter. Oh, you're thinking of hells, said Rob, anybody. They tend to be on the toasty side, it's true. Underworlds are more the gloomy sort. It's where folks end up when they're lost, you can. Maybe dead when they shouldn't be, or they fall doing a gap in the worlds and dinna ken the way. Some of them don't even ken where they are, poor souls. There's an awful lot of that kind of thing. There's no a lot of laughs in the underworld. This one used to be called limbo, you can, because the door was very low. Okay, <laughs> looks, like it's gone, looks like it's gone way downhill since we was last here. Um, and then there are the encounters with the dementors, right, with the bogles. Um, you know, and and uh, Rob's advice is think of something solid, will you? Because the bogles or the dementors will suck all the hope out of you, right? Um, think of something solid, will you? I'm not joking. Whatever you do, do not wish or regret or hope. Those are too weak. You know, the bogles eat your memories. Your thoughts is real to them. Wishes and hope are like food. They're vermin, really. This is what happens. You know, anyway, go on like that, and we go, all right, well, that's fun. Um, but, it, but it's, again, the journey to the underworld consciously taken is part of the detective novel dynamic. So we have myths, metaphoric animations of intrinsic intelligence in nature, templates that we offer, that we invite to be animated. Well, everything is fair play. Nothing so sacred that it, you know, that it doesn't want reverent irreverence. So we've offered these templates of goddesses and gods, you know, but we say, well, the divine wants to be liberated from past confines of human imagination. You know, come up with other templates, you know, or, or, or where they've gotten snookered, going, the gods fighting really seems like late colonialism, you know, no, don't think so, into the cauldron. Um, again, these are principles of nature with which we want to connect. Fairy tales, more intimate, you know, to the community, careful living in a particular place, um, this tree, this badger, or the long journey, seeking the treasure, returning home defeated, gazing into the coal, the coal fire, and then going, what's that in the ashes? It was the treasure one was looking for all along, but you had to go on the long, discouraging journey to come back to where you were. And that's very much the Jupiter cycle that we're in right now. You know, all the journeys. You know, and... and um, and Venus and Neptune opposite Jupiter says, really, there's no such thing. Wait, let's question everything. No such thing as unrequited love. There's unrequited obsession, you know. Um, but, but love, Venus and Neptune goes, love, there we go. Um, and then, so we have myths, fairy tales, detective novels. <laughs> well, we do. Yeah, and, and they're very old. They're very old. Um, uh, they go back to 231 BC, is the oldest one I found in China, um, written on bamboo paper, which apparently really holds up. Um, and, you know, and it's the same deal. Uh, the purpose of the magistrate within all of us was to descend into the underworld in order to restore human affairs to be in accord with the dictates of heaven and earth. You go, that, those are the mythic themes. And, and an important thing in all the fairy tales also is that because of each one of our dedication, the dedication serves as a protective shield. Remember, Gurdjieff in the Russian Revolution was taken his school of, you know, through the, the midst of violent Russian Revolution, and they knew how to be invisible. 
Um, you know, they knew how to win their way through uh, violence uh, in a way in which they could, well, it was Gurdjieff, so we don't know if they were always up to good, but, um, but, uh, I, but we could be, you know. Um, but again, the internal dedication is like a protective shield. So in detective novels, when up to no good, bad people meet the dedicated detective, they go, I was going to rob you and kill you, but I can sense that you're the real thing. You're not a con, right? So I want to join your team, but I have underworld skills that you will need. Now this is going on right now. Um, again, there's, there's fantastically trippy things going on on Fox News in which they invite you know, a guest that they think they know what the guest is gonna say, you know, and they get schooled. Right, um, and so they, um, they, the, uh, the Fox News reader, you know, said, "Oh, we have somebody here to explain, you know, why Bernie Sanders is dangerous and socialism is a great evil in the world." Here you are, Mr. Expert on why socialism is evil, and the person says, "Well, let me give you a little history of socialism. It's not always evil. It's evil when it's a totalitarian, but then everything is evil." And the Fox News person said, "Let's not get, you know, bogged down in the facts. You know, <laughs> let's, that's <clears throat> too much learning. You know, um, you know, because you're." family, you know, were political prisoners in Venezuela. And he goes, yes, yes, yes. So, you know, um, so you must, you know, tell us more about how socialism is evil. And he goes, well, it's a complex thing, you know, but I will tell you, I just made the, says the guys, the anti-socialist guy, I just made the largest political contribution possible to Bernie Sanders. And the Fox News person was, what? and even the crawl, even the crawl line underneath says, you know, socialism is evil, says expert, you know. They, they didn't, you know. And he goes, yeah, you know, because Hillary Clinton's dodgy. She's taken, you know, so much money from dictators, you know, and which, you know, all over the world, you know, and so I'd rather have, you know, yes, a democratic socialist than somebody, you know, in cahoots with dictators, you know, and, and, and the Fox News was like, and that's enough of you, okay. Um, and then the Fox uh, business station had, um, I've forgotten his name, you can shout it out if you know, if you saw the clip, but it's the guy that, that, um, that uh, Gecko in Wall Street was modeled, the biggest Hoover kind of financial, you know, kind of sociopathic inhaler of things, and, and he is schooling the Fox interviewers, like, here's why there's a recession, because normal people have less, they can buy less, you know, whatever. Um, and they're like, well, then. so who are you voting for? And he's like, Bernie Sanders is the most sensible financial person to choose for them. They're like, ah, okay, coming, moving right along. Okay, anyway, so we go, who brought what to this party? You know, again, it's it's surprising, tricky time, you know, and, and unusual allies, and we don't, oh, that person's a bad person, but we speak to the part of them that we want to invite, you know, into this dynamic mix. Um, demons into allies. Remember in Tibetan Buddhism, Milarepa, great Tibetan Buddhist saint, was a murderer. He was a murderer and a highwayman, right? So this, this realm of, um, you know, uh, wolf, wolf, want to play, even Mr. Up to no good or Miss Up to no good, you know, and again, willingness to cooperate with everything, with everything. So, um, so, we had we got an opportunity to pour some things into the cauldron, and I do want to leave time for us to cahoot. I will, I will. Um, so I like throwing supporters into the cauldron um, because uh, supporters tend to become more like the shadow of whomever they support, and we ladle out collaborators, collaborators. Um, so we're not we're collaborators with Hillary, if that's your choice, uh, or Bernie, or Trump, maybe. Okay. <clears throat> um, but uh, a willingness to converse with everybody and to invite. You know, um, so liberating language. I love putting liberating in front of everything, right? Because it's got a fabulous double entendre. You know, 
it's, it's my friend Pat who has, you know, um, uh, a site called Liberating Christianity, meaning the liberating aspects of Christianity and liberating Christianity from its tyranny. Liberating democracy, um, put liberating in front of your name, you know, liberating Sally, liberating whatever, liberating, a, um, liberating language. You know, um, you know, and people often say, how long will we fight? And I go, as long as we keep using that metaphor, you know, um, you know again, the word fight is, you know, Johannes Trickster says, we are big gods, we don't really care what you guys do. We care the manner in which you do it, that it be from freedom and choice, from so many possibilities that we have a rich linguistic vocabulary and metaphoric realm ever expanding from which to draw. You know, so we can use the word fight. We don't, we don't have to tiptoe around, but we want to use it from many possibilities, no default settings. So, because so many of our team go, we're going to fight global warming, we're going to fight the thing, we're going to fight the long struggle, we're going to fight it, and it's like, that's a kind of bespelling. It's amazing that people do so well um, while bespelling themselves. You know, again, the word protest means to grab your balls and affirm something. That's what it, does. it means, pro, in favor of testes. It comes from Leviticus, right? So it's, it's, why, it's why women can't testify, but we can ovify. We can ovify. <clears throat> so we want to provify, although it sounds like a pharmaceutical, but, um, <clears throat> but but, but it means to affirm. So it was protest against the war, right? To affirm against the thing, but you're already doing a U-turn and losing energy. You know, and then, the, and then the against was dropped. So you protest the war, which means you're affirming the thing. You know? um, and you know, these might seem small, but it's again realms of just playing because ritual magic is always just lining things up so that our language, our metaphor, and our story are in accord with our dedication that we learn from our you know, permaculture team, that we derive metaphors from the garden and from the animal world. You know, that quality, um, and that our language be, you know, um, so, so I, you know, again, I, I can, I can uh, cross the line, because how else would you know where it was? Um, I, I, I want to throw the phrase divine feminine into the cauldron, because it's like, oh, God, it's so boring. Um, you know, um, it's, it's like a friend of mine says, what if the idea of, mat of matriarchy is a patriarchal concept? And I go, that's fun, you know, um, as opposed to actual equality, right? So just playing, woof, woof, want to play. Some people take offense, you know, but it depends. I mean, there can be good forms of that. I, I do love, I want to honor a, a late great ally who really came through. Um, I had a, a difficult tangle with a, a rabbi once after a talk because I was sort of you know, uh, dissing the Abrahamic religions. And he came up and he said, I've never been so insulted in all my life. And I go, the evening is young. Um, <clears throat> wait, wait. And then, um, so see, if even, if even one of you leaves jolly, that's, 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 that's good too, going. <laughs> um, so, but I do want to honor Rabbi White that somebody, somebody brought him to my house, just thought we should meet. Incredible head of rabbinical studies at Georgetown University, a big deal guy, very playful. Um, and very learned in magic, Egyptian magic, Kabbalistic magic, a really interesting person. I just learned that he died. Um, but I, I want to do a shout out to him because I said, Rabbi White, um, you know, for me, I think of traditional religion and, um, and the Old Testament religions as basically like shipwrecks on which barnacles and occasionally beautiful corals have grown. 
He goes, I love that. That's perfect. I go, you are a trickster guy. You are a, an important rabbi, playful guy. And, and, and see, again, when you, you, it was a risk. It was a risk. You know, and he's like, no, he was like, he twinkled. He liberated, you know. I, he loved that. He was like, woof, woof. You know, and we go, so it, it's really like the best to create a climate where the truth, even the dodgy truth, or maybe not even the truth, the, for instance, woof, woof, is it can come up and it's like, it's a little dangerous. Right, but 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 when the other person takes it and plays with it, it's like it's the best, you know. Or when somebody's doing a you know an annoying dingbat thing, you know, and you go, we could just go resentful and, and contribute to the you know the the uh, the the con story going on of like secret resentment, which wastes our time, you know. Or you could bring it up, compost, harumphitude composter first, really very important because you know when the Scorpio part of all of us says, I was very polite to that person. And they flipped out. We go, no, wait a minute. <clears throat> you were like, hi, how are you? I think you're a dingbat. You know, and see, everybody knows the energetic, we're in the energetic realm right now. Everybody knows the energetic truth. You know, and when you go, hi, how are you? You know, um, then people, you know, and then again, so that's why we want our harumphage composter, um, because we want the compost melodrama. Right and and ladle out you know the adventure the high the high drama, uh, the high inclusive drama of the transformation of culture. Um, so yeah. So another fun thing for me um, is um, I want to throw the word trauma into the cauldron. I've been at so many groups and even entheogenic groups and I th and I'm wildly I'm an entheogenic enthusiast uh, because I think this whole election year is like one psychoactive trip. Um, and, um, and the skills learned in entheogenic journeying, whether you've done that or not, you can get the kind of gist of it. Because at first, you know, it's like, oh, oh, okay. Um, you learn how to navigate with that. But even at a group where people are going, oh, my trauma, my trauma, I don't even remember what my trauma was, but I know it was like when I was four, and anyway, <sighs> okay, um, and I go, how about, how about next time you're tempted to use the word trauma, you replace it with the phrase, my dangerous, beautiful assignment. Yeah. You know, and some people are like, no, I, I you know, and then they come back the next day going, that was quite interesting. Um, so, you know, and then people do it and you go, ooh, you, you get an interesting release because you're no longer, see, now you're not a martyr victim, you're a hero, right? You know, um, the, the model being that all of us parachuted, you know, with our missions, you know, into this world with a dedication to do good now. You know, land me in circumstances where I will learn everything that needs healing in the world. We have an opening in Dayton. Here you go. It's perfect. There, there you go. So, so you don't want to go, oh, the trauma of Dayton. It's like, you asked for Dayton. You know, call and response. Like, no sense, you know, getting, you know, martyr points by complaining for what you asked for. It's perfect. It's perfect. You know, and perfect doesn't mean perfect. It means it's perfect. Um, you know, we wonder how it's perfect. You know, this kerfuffle, you know, because we, we can go, no, the computer's not working. It's like, so go outside, you know, um, you know going, mm, willingness to cooperate, you're going, no, I'm going to stay here and get frustrated and angry and then I'm going to vote for Trump and, you know, um, I'm also extremely in favor, all right, here I, I want to cross the line, I want to throw the word wound into the cauldron, wound as a metaphor, it's had a 50 year run for God's sake, you know, um, do we know no other metaphors, because then it's like my wound and my wound's bigger than your wound and then you get into suffering credentials and, and we go, no, unless you're bleeding and on the way to the hospital. You know, I, I want to throw a wound into the cauldron, into this eclipse cauldron, blah, 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 and ladle out some other more fun things. You know, um, you know um, many other words we want to prime the pump so there's no habit 
Habit is dangerous in a dangerous world. Um, you want it to be, again, no prison for the unexpected. Just, um, you know, new words, new framing. Um, so uh, again, um, and the only news to trust really is the mythic news. Um, so um, I like also Trumpelstiltskin fulfills fairy tale destiny by growing red faced with peak, stomping on floor and plunging into the redemptive underworld. There we go. <laughs> uh, wolf, wolf, wanna play? Um, I'll shave, right? Yeah, bless his heart, you know. Um, so you know, and and I like priming the pump of everybody. Everybody write headlines, write the desirable headlines. It's it's like uh, fabulous children's literature, the Bunny Planet books um, by Rosemary Wells. Highly recommended to be on your, you know, on your bookshelf next to you know the Bhagavad Gita um, and everything. Um, you know, it's far beyond the Earth and stars. Twenty light years south of Mars spins the gentle Bunny Planet, and the Bunny Queen is Janet. Come in, she says, for here's the day that should have been. And it's so, it's Neptunian reversal magic. It's, it's fabulously drawn. You know, it's a little creature child that's had a terrible day and, you know, got sick at school and dad didn't say goodnight and everybody was grumpy and whatever, parents getting divorced, voting for Trump. I mean, whatever, whatever. Um, and, and then they go off to the bunny planet where they redo the whole day. Here's the window, as it should have been in rhyme. And my favorite's the lighthouse. They're very short, um, but, the, um, but they're wonderful. So it's like, Bunny Planet, we have so many, so many resources going. Because see, once we introduce these with our friends, you know, you can go, oh, time to go to the Bunny Planet, eh? Um, <laughs> for here's the, here's the news that should have been. Um, you know, a situation so dire, we can't afford the luxury of realism. You know, um, so. <laughs> so there. Um, okay, an oldie but goodie, but it, you know, so, so we want to snap the trance, right? Hey. Um, and direct the flow. Hey, over here, there we go. Um, to ourselves as well. You know, when we get into, you know, I, I found, I mean, personal weather is not always collective weather, but it's kind of satisfying. Right before the eclipse on March 8th, you know, there was forming what's called a grand square in mutable signs, which is very kind of nervous energy, like, and, and, and my own demons of procrastination and lying to myself were quite up going, I can go to, I can get up early and write a book in an hour, it'll be fine. Yes, and then going, oh, and then going, oh my God, the grown-ups are angry, oh, this is terrible. Okay, um, so there, there was a, a lot of kind of wiredness, which is why I posted in our, on our Facebook page, anybody else feeling a little edgy and people going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it's like, oh, phew. It's not just me, I feel much better. Um, you know, it's everybody's demons are dancing, but then also, you know, what I was teaching now and, and in the seven week course, I was going, God, this stuff is really useful. I'm getting a lot out of this course I'm teaching. Going, if I, if, I, if I actually am not a con and actually do the homework I'm telling people to do, it's like, oh, that's much better. It actually works, it works. You know, to bless, to dedicate, to open our journals at random pages going, whoa, because we're in such a synchronous field that whatever we do is how the big picture is going to speak to us. And we're heading into this wild time right now, um, but where, where our inner life, we, we meet our inner life in outer synchronicity. So it's very good to equinox to gather going, hmm, what parts of my psyche are, are you know, uh, up for redemption and what parts do I want to really animate? But whatever we do, whatever language or whatever practice, whatever, whatever, is how it'll speak to us. You're listening to Caroline Casey at the New School at Commonweal. So when I was telling our team to, you know, go over um, 
you know, <clears throat> journal bibliomancy. I, I'm still in the 80s. I just had a random pile of journals. Not everybody keeps journals, you know. And, and, but boy, I really did, you know, a million years ago. Um, and I would just sort of open it up and, and read, like, oh, that person. And they'd call on the phone right then. I go, wow, how about this, you know? And just, I mean, so, so whatever we do is this call and response. You know, we do know the feeling of, you know, sometimes calling out, going, hello. You know, and there's nothing coming back, right? And you go, oh, perhaps we are just alone, pathetic weenies in the face of a vast, uncaring universe, you know? Uh, but there's times what we're heading into where you go, hello, and there's like, hello, right? So it's like, all right, you know? And it's, you know, dangerous in a good way. You know, dangerous in a good way, so snapping the trance. So I do love the oldie but goodie, but it's, it's again, we want to practice. It's from, you know, ally Eddie Izzard, right, who says, Star Trek, a very advanced civilization, and yet their phasers only had two settings, stun or kill, right? <laughs> he said, we need many, many more phaser settings, right? You have a phaser in your magic backpack under your chair with your harumphitude composter and your goat, who's your Saturn, uh, and other important things. Um, but your phaser, you can add settings to it. So Eddie Izzard primes the pump by saying, the left kettle on at home setting. I will kill you. Oh, oh, wait, wait a minute. Okay. Um, the sudden interest in botany setting. I will kill you. Oh, wow, look at the moss. <laughs> you know, and, and add, add your thing, you know. <clears throat> the fascinating thing. Many, many more settings that are liberating. Again, satire liberating, sarcasm imprisoning. You know, mean, sarcasm means to bite. Satire is a liberating art. It can be spicy, but its fundamental dedication is to liberating, you know, and that's part of that dynamic. Um, so, yeah, hunger, uh, the hungry ghost con within us all. You know, Ho'oponopono, how to heal the world by healing within, going, is there a hungry ghost, you know, a hungry hoovering ghost in us. Um, you know, it's like ancient Buddhist texts. Uh, they ask the Buddha, you know, by what is the world polluted, Shariputra? He goes, by greed, by hunger, you know, everywhere. Is that, that is the pollution, that is the source of pollution. Um, I just want to stick in a little um, bit on the art of attribution. Right, because here we are in the modern Facebook world, and I've noticed myself and others, people come and just hoover chunks of words, and as though it were their own, we've lost quotation marks. Um, and because it's all like, whoa, and I go, well, no, actually, you know, I said that, or that person said that, attribution, they're like, everything's free, I go, there's a flag on that play, tyranny masquerading as liberation, five-yard penalty declined, ball back in play, um, and I say, um, to not attribute where we got something from is the linguistic equivalent of genetically modified food. Because you're cutting, you're cutting the story lineage, right? You're reducing intimacy. Because I love, I mean, there are people I quote all the time and I aspire to do it even though it's kind of years. Like, you know, Steve Behrman, I got the phrase tantrum yoga from him. I've used it for 20 years, sometimes I don't always attribute. You know, um, you know him, him saying, um, you know, the answer to the drug problem, improve reality. Um, and I go, he said that. And yes, we could say, I could have thought of it myself, but he said that. And again, it, it keeps the lineage and the story and, and our, our story lineage and you know and, it, and it's been interesting because with, with people you know in the class and whatever you know people going oh then they're sending stuff out to their you know and, and, and without shame I mean I, I once had somebody send I sent out a, a 2012 
um, kind of mythic newsletter, and somebody sent me their newsletter that was my newsletter, but with their name on it, but they sent it to me, right? So they, they didn't, I go, well, wait a minute, and they go, well, I don't believe that prayers can be copyrighted. I'm like, composter, composter. You know, and, and, and then they said, I could have thought of it myself, and it's like, there's four paragraphs. Composter, composter, composter. And, then, and that's why I've really kind of worked on it, which is, what, what is it? You know, yes, everything should be free, right? But, um, but the attribution is a form of ally etiquette. This is where this came from, and this person said this, and this person said this, and I say this, and I pass it on to you. Also, because, you know, with other people and with myself, a lot of the phrases I come up with, they're long-crafted. You know, they, they, they have a whole thing, and, and when they get, you know, kind of kidnapped, you know, I go, they're very lonely. They're very lonely without their story context, because I, I know, I love them like little animals, and they're like, oh, they got kidnapped. So, so that's my, my, my little pitch on the restoration of quotation marks and attribution as part of the dynamic, um, you know, so that we are, you know, we're doing the Ho'oponopono, which is we are healing the hoovering hungry ghosts within us all, uh, going, no. No, no, that you, you, you know, how wonderful, it's wonderful to quote people. So that's my put over there. Um, and then how to feed hungry ghosts. You know, what did they want to be? What are they really hungry for? Um, and that's why I love something I, I want to keep working with forever and certainly through this year. That the oppressor is actually seeking the medicine of what he or she oppresses. You know, it's part of the Piscean kind of dynamic. Um, uh, of, you know, Ali Ali income free. And it's part of also better a trickster than a martyr. Um, so it's not fair or anything. It's just deep and interesting that, you know, England needed the metaphysic of India, you know, and it was through the unimaginative, you know, conquest gods that, that mingling got to happen. Um, you know, and um, America needs the underlying beauty of the Middle East underneath everything, the quality of manners and reflection and, and the whole day woven together with blessing and beauty underneath all of the Dementors and all of the, the, the war. So, you know, what did this want to be? Um, uh, that's another lecture, okay. Um, that's right. No, that's another lecture, okay. I'm gonna, uh, we did all that. Um, so, um, but, but you know, it, it's also that idea of completely reframing refugees as welcome pilgrims. Um, I, you know, we, we're all assigned, you know, so I had the great good fortune to, you know, to spend some period of time in Syria with beautiful guide Deborah Felmuth. I, I, I know what a deep, profound, beautiful culture it is, how enriching that culture would be, the diaspora. I, I love, again, the qualities of beauty and ingenuity that we see abounding that we want to report on. I love young Dutch woman, textile student, goes to the Greek islands where the refugees um, are washing up um, and finding the boats and the life jackets and teaching the young kids at first, because kids then grown-ups follow the kids, to make these really useful backpacks from the life vests and the discarded boats, and the kids all come alive, and we go, ooh, this inventive ingenuity, beauty out of terribleness. Yes, you know, and, and they were all kind of pumped up, and they were useful, again, they could carry stuff, and we go, yes, that quality of ingenuity under pressure, and collaborating across borders, and, you know, we want, you know, rich tolerance, and we want the, um, 
uh, this experiment of, of crossing the borders and then with our magic brooms dissolving the borders. Uh, we love E.O. Wilson's book, I haven't read it, but I heard about it, uh, coming out Half Earth, in which he does a scientific proposal for restoring half of the Earth to nature. We'll call it parks, <laughs> um, but still wildlife corridors and things, you know, smuggle it across borders. So, you know, we, we do love that. Um, you know, and, and part of the dynamic, since we're in the Mars realm, but Mars with Venus, you know, turn all aggressive metaphors into having all the fierce play of Mars, but with the liberating beauty dedication of Venus. So I love animating the metaphor that we also, under our chairs, um, have a, a quiver full of arrows, you know, and may they be tipped with compassion and cannabis honey, you know, with tyranny as their target. May it go well for you. You know, sudden interest in moss for you. You know, uh, sentenced to 10 years of aromatherapy for you. There we go. Whatever the thing is, more imaginative sentencing. What if we put into the cauldron, you know, our addiction to having an enemy? And ladled out, you know, we're all collaborating together. We're all part of each other in some way. What if we put into the cauldron our desire to punish and ladled out our desire to heal? We go, let's, let's play big time. Let's, let's, let's go for the thing. You know, it's, a, it's an evolutionary experiment. What if all this is, you know, some way we can come out? So, um, so, so I, I, in, in, in um, launching, I don't know how many, how many of you people know what the Shift Network is? Okay, right, oh, right okay. Your, your emails are never empty. Um, right, so um, they, they, are, they are mega marketers of online spiritual courses, and I had to dissolve my own kind of like resistance to marketing, you know, and money, going, no, no, you can do it, Caroline, here you go, here you go, no, uh, and shame, shame about marketing and money, going, can I ask people to pay money for things? It's like, yes, easy, this is very important. Um, so I, I collaborated with them on the seven-week course, and I got to say, I, I think, you know, they are my Saturn transit. They're tricking me into getting organized. And I'm their Uranus transit going, hey, ah, ooh, ah. Um, you know, and, and it's a fair trade. But they are so effective. They, they, they got that great team of people. The, the reach is incredible. So we want to partner with everything. You know, let not our harumphitudinous high standards often a masquerade for our intrinsic indolence and laziness, um, you know, um, get in the way of willingness to collaborate with everything. Um, so I am, they go, okay, you did the seven-week thing, now do a seven-month thing. I'm like, oh, all righty, okay, here we go. Um, because it's, it is going to run from April 16th to the day after the election. And I go, all right, I can have enthusiasm for this, you know, to gather. It's, um, you know, remember, again, um, in England, right, which has a, a weird history of tolerated eccentricity in metaphysics, um, some apocryphal and some historic. But it was said that Dr. John Dee, um, you know, a, a brilliantly cultivated, slightly sketchy, um, interesting, you know, confidant of Queen Elizabeth, um, a science guy and a history of magic guy. Um, he's credited with conjuring the storm that sunk the Armada, right? So it's an apocryphal story, but fun. Um, and then in World War II, what is actually more historically real is the British government collaborated with all the wizards and witches in England um, and for them to raise a cone of protection over England to protect democracy from tyranny. We go, okay, uh, I wanna do that. Um, I, but I wanna do it with more trickster fun. You know? um, but how do we explore what can dedicated people do with each other? So it was a year ago, 
I was here, you know, um, with wonderful Michael and, and Jennifer in the Commonweal and Oren and the Commonweal team. Um, and at the end of the day, somebody said, Caroline, how can we best support you? And I completely blew it. I didn't have an answer. You know, um, I, was, I went into some kind of irrelevant tirade about uh, something or other. You know, you know and, and then I was like, oh, I don't know. And I go, it, so in a fairy tale, I, I did feel like, you know, to myself, I, you know, got thrown out of the grail castle. Like, oh, and some shame. Like, I didn't, I didn't even, you know, I teach other people about tangible metaphors and do the thing. And, oh, I didn't, you know. Um, but I did use it going, right, what a good question. And for all of us, how would we all best like to be supported? You know, we really want to work with those questions. Um, and I have some answers now. Um, but, um, you, you know, you can see me afterwards. But, but, uh, but I, would love to, I would love to cahoot. Uh, I would love to magnetize really dedicated, uh, you know, uh, up for adventure, metaphysical fun people to, to journey with me for seven months from April 16th to November 9th through this election cycle just to be influential. So that's, that is one answer. Um, but... Um, and there's others. Um, but, but blessings and considerings. The purpose of ritual magic is to spiral into group human mind, expanded wisdom and tolerance. And that we can do in, in any kind of structure and, and here now. So my parting formal words, oh, we're pretty good, um, is, you know, we can do this team. You know, co-dream the desirable world into being. It, it's absolutely, we don't want to get smoked on our strong suit right? Storytelling and power of imagination, compassion and tolerance. That's our, that's our forte. You know, so, you know, the, it, it behooves all good-hearted people to become ever more effective storytellers. Um, and it's like E.O. Wilson said when he cooperates with kind of right-wing Christians, he says we disagree about science, but they have a spiritual fervor that we're going to need in this mix. You know, and Saturn and Sagittarius square Neptune and Pisces says, you know, I, I love the example. I use it a lot, but I haven't seen you in a year. You know, is um, the, the NASA mission to Pluto um, was so charming in so many ways. One, it was incredibly ingenious engineers, more women working on that project than any other NASA project. Took nine and a half years for the rocket to reach Pluto, which is witty, because it's nine steps to the underworld. Um, and, but the, the engineers, right, were different. Um, in, their, in their public relations announcements, they were animists. They spoke of Pluto with love. They go, it's a planet, damn it, you know, and this should show those Pluto naysayers. And they loved this little rocket. They loved this little rocket. Um, you know, and they put two symbolic things on the rocket. Two, here's Neptune, here's Saturn, Sagittarius, science, leading edge engineering, science knowledge, and Neptune, Myth and dream, myth and dream, um, and they put some of Clyde Tombaugh's ashes on the rocket. He who discovered Pluto, um, and then even cooler for me, you know, they, they put a quarter. They put a twenty-five cent piece on the rocket to pay Charon, Pluto's moon, who is the ferryman in the underworld. And when people die in traditional cultures, right, you put a, a coin on their lips to pay Charon. So they put a coin, a 25-cent piece, on this rocket where every ounce matters, and it's like, go, science guys. And, and when they, um, little science mystics, you know, you all, everybody wanted to be a mystic, and every mystic wants to be an intellectual. 
Maybe, um, but um, or some way, um, storyteller. Um, so when they, they said, oh, it's gonna be the loneliest little rocket in the world, right? Because this rocket was gonna do this bold thing of threading the needle between Charon and Pluto. Incredible thing, I mean, incredible feat. You know, um, and they're gonna lose contact with it. So they said, it's gonna be the loneliest little rocket in the world, but we put a quarter on the rocket to pay Charon for safe passage. And then when it emerges, they go, it worked. <laughs> right? Restoring mythological literacy to science and intellectualism, there we can do it. Um, so really great. So the, I, I would invite us all to you know, be willing to move our emotional default setting to woof, woof, want to play. You know? And if somebody doesn't, you spiral on. You know? um, nobody really takes offense at that. You know, I really get only positive response, even from right-wingers, from my general woof-woofiness. They're like, oh, what fun. Um, you know, and, and myth, and, 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 they, and it opens up conversation. They go, oh, Joseph Campbell, I haven't read him in years. You know, even though I'm a right-wing dingbat, oh, let's talk more about that. You know, again, whatever, people are hungry to be fed, and the Scheherazade trickster redeemer in all of us speaks to the hungry ghost in everyone, says, no, you don't really want dominance. You want this part of you fed. You know, was a was a. <laughs> there you go. You know, um, so right. So again, part of our uh, aspiration. So we might say together, woof woof, wanna play? Woof woof, woof woof, wanna play? You know, and then I love. You know, there's there's a lot of the '60s coming alive now, as as Mark Twain said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Um, so there's a lot of resonance that way, but but again, a maturation. So in the '60s, we have the power fist. Yeah, you know, but. Um, but I think what we want to transform that into, uh, coyote here, oh wait, here's actual Syri Syrian tobacco. Um, so I think we want to, you know, it's like the power fist into blessing. <sighs> May it go well for you. It's the Mars thing. We strengthen whatever we oppose. Mars thing, just kidding. <sighs> um, you know, Mary Oliver ends one of her great poems, I sing in praise, I sing in praise, by saying, I sing in praise to the coyote that came at me with its strong teeth bared, and then at the last moment, smiled. May this year be that for us. Thank you. You've been listening to Caroline Casey at the New School at Commonweal. The New School at Commonweal is directed by Michael Lerner. Our program coordinator is Kara Epstein. Our audio producer is Ken Adams. And our theme music is by Suzanne Ciani. Visit tns.commonweal.org for more podcast episodes and information on future events. You can also find us on Facebook, Vimeo, and YouTube. Thank you for joining us.